Hi everyone, it's Matt Bloomfield at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to a very special Wickham Wanderers Show, uh, dedicated, if that's the right word. I think it is, isn't it? I think it is, definitely, yeah. yes. Uh, to the career at Wickham Wanderers of Mr Wickham himself, Matt Bloomfield, who uh, this, well tomorrow actually, I was going to say this Friday, tomorrow, uh, is, the, is the appreciation game. People don't know what day it is as it is, because it's Easter, <laughs> so don't worry about it This much. Good Friday, uh, the visit of Plymouth Argyle has uh, is, is been uh, dedicated to uh, Matt Bloomfield in a celebration of his time at the club as both a player and now a coach as well. So uh, this evening uh, we'll be hearing from him, uh, we've got some messages for him, to him. Uh, from uh, players who've played with him, from managers who've managed him, and uh, lots more as well. Well, if manager Gareth Ainsworth too, uh, looking ahead to the visit of Plymouth, talking about Matt Bloomfield, obviously, as well. And we'll hear from the current captain, Joe Jacobson, also. And we can also hear from you as well. If you want to get in touch and tell us what you think about Matt Bloomfield, then of course you can uh, by simply getting in contact with us on social media. At uh, Wickham Sound is our, our uh, Twitter handle, as they say. But first... Uh, let's start with Gillingham, uh, which, of course, you were at. If, I uh, was, if yes. If people have seen the pictures, <laughs> perhaps on social media. <laughs> but of... people wouldn't have known it's me, no. necessarily. I'm the tall one at the back. <laughs> in the hat, or I'd, various hats. Well, it's, indeed, and that's, that's yes, that, it made me laugh slightly, because I wasn't sure what to wear. <laughs> because, yeah, the weather was a bit sort of iffy, so, so I ended up in, uh, taking a baseball hat and a woolly hat. Um, and so there's three pictures of me uh, standing at the back of the stand, each time with a different hat on, or, or one time with no hat on. So it looks like three different people, but it was actually just me. Talk us through the game, then. <laughs> I can tell that you were fascinated by the hat <laughs> reference. Um, the game was um, one of those Wickham games where, in the first half, we were absolutely all over them. And you were slightly sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be good. You know, this is going to be 3 or 4 nil. And then in the second half, we let them back in, which we shouldn't have done. You could see their goal coming from quite a, you know, quite, quite a way off. Um, and sure enough, yes, they did equalise. And then, of course, we were chasing the game and it just didn't quite happen. We ran out of time. And Anis went off injured, of course. Yes, yeah, Anis went off injured. Um, I, I, you know, uh, Brandon Hanlon then came on played really well um, it, you know it was a decent performance but let's not beat around the bush we could have done with a win rather than a draw and Lewis Wing went off as well yes yeah yeah that was slightly a slightly eye-watering challenge that you did think oh I mean you know one of those that probably looked slightly worse than it was the referee was right there I don't like it when referees dramatically straight away bring out the red card which is exactly what the referee did because you thought well you haven't even really thought about that you you've seen it happen straight away and you've just gone right red card without you know having any contemplation whatsoever and i think we all prefer a little bit of you know i'm not even saying that he has to go and speak to his linesman but I, I think when it when it, sorry assistant referee but they'll always be linesman to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the way that it'll always be the football league um but but yeah the, just you know the, just just take a little while to think about it rather than being actually quite so trigger happy with your card 
Because going ahead as well, I think you, you really think, oh, this is great, isn't it? We're going to get a win. Yeah, no, definitely. And as I say, you, you actually were sitting there thinking, you know, Gillingham aren't all of that good. You can see why they're, they're where they are. And yes, you know, we're, we're going to, it's going to be another Cambridge. I think that's probably what, what we all thought. Um, and so it was slightly frustrating at halftime that obviously that we hadn't added to our lead. And then the fact that, yeah, it, you slightly felt that the second half performance wasn't, wasn't quite up to the, the first half performance. Um, and suddenly just the whole stadium got going suddenly the home fans sensed actually that that goal was going to come and sure enough it did because i think as well if, you, if you're a fan and you've got your wall chart of the running uh, you, you look if such things have been published then you look at i think the, i think wall charts did exist <laughs> don't they they haven't become virtual i hope not anyway you look at the gillingham game and you think oh that that's one and that's one. yeah yeah exactly in the position that we're in at the moment you you would look at gillingham away and you'd think well yeah really that you know that needs to be three points and particularly given, you know, the fact that we've got Plymouth now tomorrow, that's not going to be easy. And we've still got Sheffield Wednesday, that's not going to be easy. Um, you know, AFC Wimbledon and, and Burn again, you know, away games obviously not mm. going to be easy. So maybe we should be happy with the point away at Gillingham. But even so, yeah, really we could have done with the win. Let's get the thoughts of manager Gareth Ainsworth speaking to Phil after the game. I mean, they're fighting for their lives, you know. Neil's got them battling and scrapping and, and they certainly did that towards the end, you know. We looked a little bit leggy towards the end. But, you know, you don't want to change a winning team. We were fantastic. I'd have probably been lambasted for changing that team on Tuesday night. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough one. Uh, but seven points in a week, I've said to the boys, that's a real good return, you know, especially with the two away games. And we were sensational at Cambridge. And I thought first half today, we were really good. They're going to come in. They're going to get their chances. They're at home. They're scrapping. They were gambling, leaving, you know, leaving everything to chance at the end there. And, and it's a great strike from the boy. You know, it's a good equaliser. You can take anything away from him. Neil's got more yeah, we, we, we take it on the chin. It's not a huge uh, smash to us because everyone's drawn around us, I think, except Sunderland. And uh, and they beat Oxford, who were around us. So, listen, there's going to be so many twists and turns before the end of this season. And that's one of them. Um, like I say, could have lost it, could have won it. We'll take a point today and uh, look forward to next Friday against Plymouth. Neil Harris made this change at the start of the second half, went to a back four, added on an attacking player. Yeah. It's that stage of the season, is it, where he was thinking, we've got to go for this? Yeah, they've got to go for it. You know, they've been a three for a long time and, uh, you know, they've had two draws now, the last two games. I think, I think they drew with Sheffield Wednesday here and they've drawn with Wickham. So you've got to say that fair play to them, you know, turned it around from, uh, from what they were and they're going to try and survive in League One. We were trying to get out of League One and the fans were brilliant, you know, I saw them bouncing around and, and it just adds to that atmosphere. They were really good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good we didn't get all three points but I'm, you know, I'm content with a point, uh, content with the goal I thought we scored was, was a, a real, real long ball sort of route one goal and uh, and that's uh, I'm not joking <laughs> but uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to probably keep saying that but um, no we, we played some fantastic stuff and uh, really pleased with uh, with seven in a week we need to now start winning a couple of games to make ourselves contenders for these playoffs because as I say it's going to go to the wire there's going to be so many twists and turns but um, yeah it's a good game for them unchanged but he lost Anis Mermetti after 10 minutes uh, that would have been a concern for a lot of Wickham fans his form has been excellent yeah Anis going off uh, as, uh, as worried as we'll have to have a look at that um, you know obviously players don't often just want to come off like that and, uh, and Wingy obviously with his red card now that's going to be uh, it's going to be three games um, so again we're going to have to you know use all the resources of the squad um, Sully Kai Kai Dominic Gape all travelled all can't wait to be a part of this and uh, and I think we've got enough depth to uh, to cover those positions, but as you say, it would be a miss, but we'll see what the medical say about that. 
but we go again. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to regroup this week, get a good week's training, but more importantly, the next couple of days get these boys recovered because they've given everything for a week. Uh, so have the fans, go and rest your voices because I need them next Friday. We can have been so settled in this run, but now you're gonna have to shuffle the pack now without a choice. Yeah, and, that, and that's football, you know. You, you've got to you've got to take injuries and suspensions uh, uh, when they come. Um, all I'll say is that the likes of Soleil and, and Gapy have been so patient and Jack Grimmer and Jordan Beatty they've been so patient waiting um, I can't thank them enough for their patience not putting any pressure on me to to start having to talk to them or, or calm them down and they'll get their chance all of them um, this is going to be Wickham Wanderers together who make or break anything um, can't wait till next Friday now Friday is set to be an absolute classic Plymouth right up there with you as well and there's history between the two teams a real tantalising fixture for the Easter weekend yeah uh, and this is why we're in the game this is the fixtures we look forward to um, I'm really pleased with where we are in the league right now with the fixtures we've got left we've got a right chance at these playoffs and uh, and I won't be uh, I won't be leaving any stone unturned in my preparation and getting these boys fired up for what will be a fantastic Good Friday occasion can't wait bring it on it does seem really positive doesn't it at the moment I think well obviously really positive with Gareth speaking anyway but <laughs> yes you, you don't normally hear Gareth being very negative do you <laughs> <laughs> but, but interesting but that you touched on the players being leggy as well I think that was quite interesting yes yeah definitely uh, uh, and also interesting that, that he sort of said oh you know we'll get them in training this week and then sort of backtracked slightly and said oh but you know first of all we're going to make sure that they've recovered and you think well yeah you know, when you've got two games, uh, I mean, at least it's Friday and Monday. Mm. You know, at least it's not in you know the days where they didn't used to really play on on Good Friday, and so you used to have Easter Saturday and Easter Monday. Um, so at least they've got a couple of days to recover. Um, but yeah, but interesting that they slightly then changed that, and it was like, oh, okay, the recovery is probably more important actually than the training at this stage of the season, you would think. And he mentioned Sully Kalkai as well, and people like Brandon Hanlon and Daryl yeah, Morgan, I mean, people like that. It, yeah, there, there's still lots. You know, the, the, again, we have a squad. We don't have a team. We have a squad, and that is a change from previous years. So, so that that is good, and that's why we should still be hopeful. And goodness me, there are so many teams actually that you know that would be kill to be us. In particular, our friends up the M40, um, who you know have rather rather imploded and look like they will definitely now miss out on the playoffs, <laughs> uh, which you know, which which is quite nice. No, definitely still plenty to play for. Uh, still to come on the Wickham Wanderers show. We'll hear from uh, more from manager Gareth Ainsworth looking ahead to the visit of Plymouth uh, we'll hear from current captain Joe Jacobson speaking about former skipper uh, Matt Bloomfield on a show which is dedicated especially to him we'll be hearing from the man himself Mr Wickham uh, very very shortly as well plus uh, some fantastic tributes do you say tributes it sounds like yes you, yeah tributes yeah, yes, yeah, but I know what you mean yeah. I know, I know, <laughs> I know where you're going with that <laughs> but yes I think tributes is, is fine but first, uh, some other news. Uh, Wickham Wanderers women have appointed their uh, new head coach uh, this week, Carl Simon, who's been in charge of uh, various teams at Watford Ladies, uh, who has succeeded Dave Ward, and uh, they're looking forward to uh, starting a new 2022-23 uh, campaign uh, under him for the, the first team uh, head coach uh, there at uh, Wickham Wanderers Women. Not Carly Simon, which is what I read it as, first of all. <laughs> no. He's coming around again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Sorry. No, that's no Nobody does it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm just digging the hole even even deeper now. Yes, uh, but we, you know, we look forward to speaking to Carl Simon. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you know, if he brings anything different to the team or the way they play or any new recruits or that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, but obviously they've got a while now to wait. Yeah, you know, again, I don't really understand why the women's season is so much shorter. Uh, you know, no, it feels quite. I know it, it really does. I mean, it must be frustrating 
to not have nearly as many games and you know in a division of what were they in this season i think 11 yes you know you do wonder why maybe they don't do the sort of scottish thing of actually playing home and away twice rather than just home and away once <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, anything else to, for this section that we wanted to, to cover? Oh, uh, um, check your notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, today I see it, it is that that day uh, where all football fans um, of teams who are sort of like hovering around the playoffs have to decide whether or not they actually want to know this or not. Oh yes, they, the playoffs. They, they've released the playoff semi-final dates. Now, I always find that whenever I put the playoff semi-final dates in, um, that's always the kiss of death and always means that then your team completely plummets and doesn't actually make the playoff. So I'm still not quite sure whether or not I want to actually even know uh, about the, the playoff. We knew when the playoff final was, um, but they've now released the playoff semi-final dates um, and also the, um, the, 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 the way rounds that they're going to be, if you see what I mean. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, so you now look like. <laughs> Are you going to share them with us? Are you just literally just telling us that? That's... I, 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 well, because I'm sort of hedging my bets because I don't really want to know. So no, you, okay. you can tell us. No, it's all right. Believe we'll it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> talking of significant, it's good to know they're no, out though. No, that that, that seems silly though. Talking I, of significant, oh, you're going to you're going to reveal. Go them, on, go on, go on. Keep keep going. Okay. Um, talking of significant dates, yesterday was 65 years since the uh, Amateur Cup final of 1957 against Bishop Auckland, uh, which is quite exciting. And uh, next week on the show, we'll be chatting to Ray Housen, who Ooh. was uh, a young player uh, around the time and would have had uh, you know access, if that's the right word, to uh, first teamers around that time. So we're very much looking forward to uh, chatting to him. 65 years. Um, and also, we are hoping to speak to Sam Wood as well. And Sam Wood was at the Gillingham game, um, which was very, very exciting. Um, and I did feel a little bit for him at half-time uh, when everyone was chanting at him, um, uh, Woodo, uh, give us a song. And he's just one person. <laughs> just, what was he meant to do? And he, he just stood there sort of like making his cup of tea. Just feeling a bit he, he was, Exactly. You know, he was grinning. He, he did find it funny. But, but it was slightly... You know, it, it seems a bit mean when the entire crowd is asking one person to sing them a song. Um, but yes, but I did chat to him and I did say, uh, you know, hello, I'm from Wickham Wanderer, uh, Wickham Sound. Where, will you come on the Wickham Wanderer show? Uh, and he was very, yeah, uh, very encouraging. Accommodating. And said, yeah, he was very accommodating. Uh, he was accommodating to everyone. So did he ask if you knew any songs that you could help him out with? <laughs> No, he didn't. Um, uh, you know, possibly he was just being nice and said, oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, I will definitely speak to you, Bob. Uh, we'll never hear from him again. But he did say yes. So that was, did he that move was away good. quite quickly? No, no, he didn't. He, honestly, he didn't. Did you have a different hat on at the time? Was that one? Um, yeah, yes, maybe. Yeah. I didn't approach him three times, actually, with, with, with each different hat on. No, but you have recruited guests in various car parks. I have. You? That's true. Yes. And this was actually on the, the slightly, very strange um, away stand at Gillingham. Gillingham is the only ground that I've ever, ever been to um, where actually the away facilities are better than the stand. Oh. You go in the toilets and you think, wow, these are really good football toilets in that there's lots and lots of them and you don't really have to queue. And then you go in, in the, the temporary stand that's at Priestfield and you think, oh, this is, you know, this, this is a bit naff really. This isn't very good. The rest of the ground is fine. It's only the away stand that, that is, is, needs work. If you've just tuned in, the, the football toilet section isn't something that we normally cover, but <laughs> it might be something for, <laughs> for future episodes. Or just a whole show dedicated to that. That'd be quite nice. I, I think we should do that. Yeah. With your Australian friend that, that, that rates the service stations. This, this could be a sort of extension of that. Ah, oh, Jared Christmas, yeah. yeah rating the, the football toilets. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in the way that, I don't know, Kenilworth Road, they're, they're, there's some really bad toilets for you. Oh, they're, really? They're, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're bad. Uh, the Priestfield toilets, yeah, definitely get the thumbs up. In the, the, There's lots of them you don't really have to queue, even at half-time. 
And the Football Toilet Awards, that's, yes. what, that's what's winning. That's, that's going to be our new thing. <laughs> whereas, whereas other shows and podcasts and whatever, by this time of the season, we'll be doing their Player of the Season. We're going to do Football Toilets. Lure of the Year. Lure of the Year. <laughs> Priestfield is definitely a contender. Lure of the Season. That, 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 that should catch on. Anyway, I kind of think we should move on. Uh, second part of the Wicked Wanderer show. <laughs> I will get to the playoff dates at some point. Oh, no, go on, yeah. Can we, we, oh, no, don't say go on now, because I haven't got them in front of me. Oh, go <laughs> Keep listening for the playoff dates. <laughs> Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Second part of the Wickham Wanderer show, we're uh, dedicating it to Matt Bloomfield. I had a tour of the training ground yesterday. And you spoke to him as well, and we are going to hear that very, very shortly. But you've also gone to the trouble of contacting lots of Matt's former players um, who have recorded a tribute to him, uh, and we are going to play those for you now. Hi, Blooms. How you doing? It's Rhino. Um, it just seems like yesterday that you turned up from Ipswich as a, a fresh-faced 19-year-old kid. Um, where's all that time gone? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I believe you were Tony Adams' first signing and he, he absolutely knew a player, mate, because you've done a, a fantastic job there at Wickham for so many years. I think we played in midfield together in your first game and you probably got a better memory than I have. I don't know who it was against or um, how that went, but uh, it's always been a pleasure to be around you. I had a good nucleus when you turned up of young players and I know you formed a, a strong bond with the likes of Mike Williamson and Russell Martin and, and your squaddy mate Joe Burnell. Johnny Dixon, Greggs, Cadmore, Torres, Stonebridge, Philo, all them boys were a pleasure to be around. They really, all of you represented uh, Wickham Wanderers with such credit. Yeah, had so many fond memories of playing with you and uh, certainly coaching you and being, being involved in the management when you were there. I know that together you boys achieved such great things, some fantastic FA Cup runs against Tottenham notably, and obviously that star-studded Chelsea team that we got to the semi-final of the Carling Cup, um, Jose Mourinho's fantastic all-conquering Chelsea team, which was a hell of, a, hell of an achievement. But I think probably your crowning glory was obviously the Wembley appearances and the more recent one where, as captain, you captained the team to victory into the championship which was an outstanding achievement and something that I'm very proud of you for it was um, something that I would have loved to have achieved achieved as captain of that football club and uh, I'm quite jealous that you you managed to do it so great credit goes to you and all the team for that your abilities have always been evident uh, from day one when you turn turned up and your enthusiasm and energy was always infectious around everyone it was no surprise to me that you you became captain and captained we can wander just for such a long period of time all I'm going to say is thank you for being such a tr tremendous member of the Wickham family you will be remembered for years to come as a, as a Wickham legend and quite rightly and just to say enjoy your retirement you deserve it hopefully you'll continue with some involvement uh, within football hopefully with Wickham but uh, please try and stay involved in football because uh, football needs you I hope to see you on the 15th when I come down and watch the game against Plymouth hopefully we can catch up then uh, we need to get that round of golf that we keep promising each other in so sometime in the summer maybe we'll catch up love to you and all your family much love as always Rhino cheers bye mate hey 
Blooms, Danny Sender here. Congratulations on what's been a fantastic career. It was an absolute pleasure sharing a pitch with you all those years ago. Can't believe how quickly it's gone. You represented the club with such class and dignity throughout your entire time there. I have absolutely no doubt you're going to go on to even bigger and better things in the future, mate. Good luck, pal. Super Matty Bloomfield. Uh, I just wanted to send a quick message to you. Uh, just uh, in ways, thank you for being such a such a good leader uh, and you will continue to be a good leader but I remember f- from the first day I arrived you were so welcoming and uh, it, it is an absolute honour to be a, a part of your, your footballing career and, and your journey so I'm really excited you have so many amazing qualities so you've, you've just got such an abundance so I am really excited to see your next chapter and that's what it all it is, it's, it's the next chapter in your book but um, thank you so much you're an amazing guy and um, like I said um, so appreciate you and uh, enjoy the game soak it all in and uh, I'll be in touch with you soon alright God bless mate take care Hi Matty this is Gaffer I'm not on the middle of the street here this is the shop that um, show my paintings off I just wanted to say to you wish you all the best a successful evening you know what I think of you you've been one of my favourite players all the best for your new coaching job with Gareth at Wickham and um, things are going well there I just want to see you getting promoted again but most of all proud of you what you've done and achieved you were special as a person and as a player when I was manager at Wickham and we've been friends ever since so have a great night Matty and I hope to see you soon good luck uh, I was lucky enough or you know fortunate enough to be able to uh, to work you know, with him, um, you know, as a player, you know, he's, he's got a lot of qualities, a very talented footballer, but, you know, he's he's got other qualities as well. You know, he's very, very determined. Every training session, every game, he wanted to improve and, you know, be the best and be the best at what he can be, you know, and um, every session he gave 100%, every game he gave 100%. He was totally committed to the cause. Uh, he's been a, a, a loyal servant to the football club and uh, you know the, the club are very lucky to have him he's got all the attributes all the qualities to to go into the coaching side you know even during a period of time that um, I was there you could see that it, 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 he had the right makeup to to want to go into to coaching I know he's he, he's done the, the media side as well and he's very good at that but um, you know with the experiences as a player you know if he can uh, you know help younger players uh, develop and you know fulfil their potential that would be great for him and for the club as well and Bloomfield has done more to this football club than possibly anyone who's at this club right now honestly and I know there's fans have been here years getting behind us I've been here a long time there's a lot of staff been here a long time Matt Bloomfield has represented this club in the 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 best possible way he can in everything he's ever done for this football club there's nothing I could ever say about Matt Bloomfield that would think oh that's that's a little bit of a low point he's just been phenomenal through all his injuries through what he's been used to do what he's been asked to do with different chairmen coming in and Matt having injuries and, and not being able to get big contracts and then finally realising his dream of, of you know playing in the championship for this football club he, he has he has been 
the most influential player at this football club for the last 20 years and uh, and I don't think there's an argument anywhere in, in, in football that could say you know different to that he's, he's just been reliable um, honest just 100% Wickham Wanderers and he loves the place he really does and he's, uh, he's a He's an absolute shining light and uh, eclipses everything anyone has done at this club. Um, then Matt's, Matt's been fantastic. So fantastic to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. And really nice to hear, hear those those tributes as well. Yeah, that was just incredible. It's made me feel a bit emotional, I must admit. Um, you know, there's people who have um, said those kind words who I could not respect and admire um, anymore it's not possible to respect and admire them more than I possibly do so um, to hear those say those kind words about me is just um, really touching made me feel a bit emotional it's just um, lovely to think that all the effort and all the uh, endeavour over the years has um, you know represented this club um, the way I really wanted to and really you know, really wanted to over the years so um, yeah it's really really touching Have you had sort of time to reflect because obviously when you made the initial announcement I guess obviously it was quite hard with the, you know, the news about the, the injury and, and stuff like that but do you kind of now up to a, a t- time on do you think uh, you, to look back and sort of see what you've achieved and... Quite possibly but I, do you know what I've, I've now got new things that I want to achieve so it's kind of like um, I don't feel like I can um, um, rest on anything you know I really loved my career I, I enjoyed every moment of it although there were some real highs and some devastating lows along the way you know it, was, um, it wasn't all um, sunshine and light there were some tough times along the way but I loved it because I was doing what I loved doing um, the job I dreamed of doing playing for a club that I, I could not um, love any more than I possibly did so um, it was so fulfilling in so many ways but now um, I have a new career and new ambitions and, and new things new goals to aim for and, and my, my focus is firmly on that um, hearing you know those those gentlemen say such kind words about me is obviously um, really touching and very fulfilling so um, it's really kind of them and I might take a minute just to, to think about that but um, you know as much as I'm looking forward to today on Friday it'll only be enjoyable if we beat Plymouth so um, there's always something to look forward to and aim for Is it possible to sort of sum up what's kept you at this, this one club for so long I'm sure people ask you a lot Yeah uh, I'm not sure it's possible to sum it up um, without me waffling on all day I don't think if I'm honest you know I came here at 19 I signed an 18 month contract and um, I honestly thought that it was going to be a stepping stone. Um, I, I left Ipswich in the Championship, and my, my when I say I honestly thought that, I, I hoped that I would get back to that point. Um, I didn't realise it was going to take me 18 years to get back to that point, but um, you know that was the level I wanted to play at. That's the level I I wanted to prove everyone wrong at Ipswich that I could play that. Um, but then I, I kind of came into the club, and it got under my skin, and um, we went on this kind of incredible journey together and and there was always a reason to stay there was always a um, something to aim for you know the people here are so special the supporters the people who work behind the scenes um, you know I, I was so so lucky to play for so many great managers you know Tony Adams John Gorman Peter Taylor Gary Waddock um, the gaffer you know these are Paul Lambert you know these are all just incredible managers and we just had an absolute run of of great people and there was always a real good reason to stay there was always something to aim for so it's not as if at any point over those 19 18 and a half years that it's got stale it's not there's always something new to aim for the club's been moving forward over the last 
10 years under the manager, um, the gaffer now, and um, yeah, there's always been a reason to stay, and I've loved it here, so there's never been anything that's um, made me want to leave. And it must have been fantastic, the sort of transition that you've witnessed, obviously being in, in League 2, in League 1, and the Championship, obviously, at last, and seeing the different players come and go as well. It has been, and, and do you know what? Um, I, t- I spoke earlier on about the, um, the devastating lows, but... Um, you can only enjoy the highs if you experience the lows Um, and I wouldn't have enjoyed the highs of getting promoted at Wembley two years ago and I wouldn't have enjoyed the highs of you know playing in the championship finally at at 36 um, without experiencing those those lows along the way so they were massive lessons in my life let alone my career Um, and it enabled me to enjoy and really really savour those moments that we've had over the last couple of years because like I say without those early experiences in my career then um, the last couple of years wouldn't have been quite so joyful I don't think are there particular highlights that you sort of pick out or think of obviously that's probably your first goal against QPR I saw that recently and obviously the Chelsea games and obviously being at Wembley for the Championship as well yeah I, I, nothing comes anywhere close to um, 13th of July 2020 nothing comes anywhere near that that was the most euphoric moment on a football pitch I've ever experienced I, I must admit Torquay away wasn't too far behind in terms of you know if this club fell into the, the, the National League or the conferences it called at the time what would the ramifications been and what would the repercussions been as a football club doesn't even bear thinking about so I must admit that those two moments are a real standout obviously I enjoyed the cup runs they were great but for real pivotal moments in my life let alone my career um, those two moments um, stand out above the rest and it must be with such a sense of pride as well the way you've led various teams and obviously represented the club as well and, and as you see you know where it is today yeah I think you know playing at Wembley was one boyhood dream captain in a team at Wembley was, was two to win and lift a trophy was above my wildest dreams so I think that's why it was you know and to do it you know for any team it would have been great but for do, to do it for Wickham Wanderers who a club whose people I think is the main thing you know the supporters the people who work at the club the manager the assistant manager coaching staff my teammates that was just a culmination of so many emotions you know achieving that lifelong ambition to get to the championship providing for my wife and my children and, and elongating my career by, by getting to the championship um, all of those emotions just made it um, the most incredible night and like I say this this club is, is really really special it gets under your skin and, and to be able to to, to captain a team at Wembley and, and lift that trophy was just was just crazy and fascinating to see you know from the outside but I'm sure being inside as well how the clubs you know developed under the Kuigs and obviously you know only just avoiding staying up in the, in the championship as well yeah I, I mean I can't um, praise um, Rob and Pete Kuig highly enough you know when they first came into the club they they, they, they pumped money into the club to keep us in League One and keep the budget um, you know competitive I think you'd probably call it that first year and, and barely barely competitive considering the nine players we had on the, the start of the season and then they returned it to a competitive level that enabled us to stay in League One that year. Not only did we stay in League One, we, we got promoted. You know, they, I think we forget that they didn't even actually take over the club until February of, the, of that season that we then, then got promoted. So the work that they've done here, the way they've supported the manager, the way they've supported the players, um, the improvements, and not only here at the training ground, but down at Adams Park as well, um, and supported me through this transition period in my career when my, my playing career has ended. Um, I can't thank 
those those two gentlemen highly enough along with their their families as well with Missy's been over with Rob and, and helping develop the club and the, the commercial and the in the shop as well and the merchandise so they've been incredible for this club and, and you know the reason we can enjoy these last couple of years is because of those guys getting involved because you know under a trust ownership it was really hard to maintain League One football and not only did they enable us to maintain League One they paid us throughout the pandemic which enabled us to play the playoffs to get to the championship and without their takeover I'm not even sure we would have been able to afford to, to go through that playoff campaign and, and pay the lads in full like they did so um, yeah my, my extreme gratitude to them for what they've done for, for Wickham Wanderers and how do you describe your relationship with Gareth because obviously he's someone that you played with and roomed with as well and then sort of played under and are now part of the coaching team as well yeah um, uh, how do I sum it up quickly uh, it's hard to um, because um, I guess respect is the first word that comes to mind uh, a real mutual appreciation and respect of each other you know to go from roommates and teammates to, to manager and player was could have could have been a tough transition period for the both of us but it wasn't because I totally and utterly respected that he was the manager and he had to make tough calls and decisions along the way um, and, and I couldn't admire or respect him any more than I possibly do what you know the job that he's done for Wickham Wanderers he's the best manager in this club history um, and, and what he's done in, in the last 10 years is nothing short of miraculous um, but not only that I think the values and the morals that he holds closest you know to himself and the way he treats people first and foremost is what I admire most about him you know he, he's able to leave results and performances at the door and treat the players as people first and foremost and their families and their feelings are, are so important to him and he treats them every, each and every player with respect and his staff as well so yeah our relationship's um, incredible and I, like I say I've learned so much from him as a man and, and as a manager and, and my respect and admiration for him could not be higher and the growth in the size of the squad that's available to him as well it doesn't feel like that long ago that he's having to name himself as a player or the goalkeeping coach as a, as a, in teams as well exactly and I think that's a, as, it's a sign of how far this club has, has come you know it's um, the gaffer's job um, getting us to, to Wembley uh, although we lost in the playoffs in 2015 I believe um, and then to be under trust ownership and to keep punching above our weight um, for then the Kuhigs to come in and, and enable the gaffer to make some great signings that summer David Wheeler Jack Grimmer Paul Smith Namdi um, you know some other names I'm sure I've forgotten but some uh, we lost Jason McCarthy that summer but you know Darius played um, out of his skin that year with a hip injury you know it really enabled the gaffer to, to galvanise the whole club uh, and, and push it forward and you see now you know the building at the training grounds the, the, the facilities we've got down at Adams Park um, it's really enabled this club to kick on and, and now we've got you know 11 v 11 in training and you know either team could win it's that competitive which is which is night and day away from the, the days when the gaffer was having to name himself on the bench and it feels really exciting moving forward as well so fantastic that we've been challenging in the, in the top part of the table all season and obviously the, the, the campaign's not over yet but it just feels that it's really positive you know building for the future as well with the, the young talent that, that Sam and Grace brings in as well yeah it's, 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 it's so exciting I think that um, you know we're now looked upon as a big club in, in League One who's fighting for the championship which if you go back four or five years when we were um, just narrowly avoiding defeat at Torquay it's incredibly it's incredibly exciting I, I literally I, you know I literally could not be more excited for the future of this football club than I possibly am um, you know like the, Pete and Rob have have, um, have great plans for it of, of what they've done plans for the training grounds enabled the gaffer to bring in some real top quality you know 
think five years ago that we'd be able to sign players like Sam Vokes and Gareth McCleary, you'd think you know you'd think we're all going crazy, you know. And, that, and now we're in a position where we're not only signing those lads; they're loving coming and playing for this football club. They really truly appreciate playing for this football club because of the foundations it's built on and the, the values that it's built on. So um, that's that's the exciting part of this that we're now able to attract those kind of players. Um, whereas in the past we had to re- rely on players like like me. <laughs> And it's so nice for you now as well as a, as a coach to be able to sort of nurture these, these young talent coming through. Yeah, it's fulfilling. Um, I, I, I didn't realise I was going to enjoy it as much as I, as I am. Um, I knew that I wanted to stay in football. I did a media degree and I did my coaching badges. I didn't really know which way it was going to go up until literally, I would say, the last five years with, with the Gaffer and Dobbo. They've been the real inspiration for what I want to do with my, my life and my future because... I always used to think that managers had to treat people um, harshly and uh, and you know have be that be that kind of guy. But but now I can see that you can treat people with respect. Obviously, you still have to have a firm line and a, there's you know there has to be respect there. But the way um, the Gaffer and Dobbo have treated us over the last five years and the success they've had off the back of it um, really showed me that um, this is this is the route I want to take. And now working with some of the young boys this year, you know, working with Anis, working with. Um, Brandon out on the on the training pitch, working with these guys and really trying to give them my time and trying to help them move forward is so fulfilling, um, you know. And um, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Up for your own future, hopefully we'll, we'll still see you here for a, a bit longer. Yet. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm really enjoying what's, what I'm doing at the moment, and um, hopefully the club are, uh, are mutual in that feelings, and hopefully things can move forward and, and I can stay. And obviously the Plymouth game is something you must be really looking forward to. Isn't it? I, I am. I am. Uh, I, first and foremost, I want to win. Um, that's all that really matters to me but but secondary to that you know my mum and my dad are going to come to the game my wife and my children are going to come out on the pitch the girls are going to come out on the pitch with me and um, I'm going to have all my nieces and nephews there and it's going to be a, a really special family day so um, first and foremost I guess it's it's going to make memories of a lifetime for them um, and I really hope they enjoy the day but like I say I, I want to win I just finally a uh, message to the, to the fans um, yeah yeah uh, I, I would just like to say the most heartfelt um, thank you to, to all the supporters for the last 18 and a half years supporting me on the pitch through through um, some really good times but also some really tough times um, I'd like I hope that they would think that the, the respect has been um, mutual has come back from me to them as well I, I've really appreciated them um, supporting me and supporting the team through those tough times there's been times at Adams Park when we've really needed them um, and they've almost sucked the ball in in the 97th minute in from the terrace behind the goal you know and they've really helped us get, get over the line if you think back to some of the late goals we've scored over the years and what, what they've helped us go on to achieve and not only that it's just speaking to people around the ground um, seeing people at, at supporters events or out in the town or before and after games and the support that I've received over that, that eight and a half years I, I really hope they realise how much I've appreciated that and hopefully our relationship will continue going forward well, On behalf of everyone, thank you so much for your service Brilliant to you. Thank you, thanks for having me Real pleasure to chat to uh, Matt Bloomfield. I must say a big thank you to, to Matt Sasso as well for facilitating that. Uh, you might have seen on the, on the club website. You really think you've made it when you see a picture of yourself <laughs> on the club website. I'm surprised that was my shirt. I liked your shirt. Well, it's surprising it's my face. I thought that would put me wrong. <laughs> I thought they used someone else as like a standard or just featuring Matt, but <laughs> it was nice, to, <laughs> nice to have They could have got you like Bodger's head or something. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, really, really nice. Uh, you know, what a lovely guy uh, Matt Bloomfield is. Um, really interesting as well the comment that he made about 
about thinking about managers and um, mm. that he assumed that actually to be a manager you know you, you basically have to be cross and shout a lot and and then once gareth came along he realized that that wasn't the case um and i again i think that sort of is why we have so many why somebody like matt has stayed for such a long long time and also why we have so many players who then actually come back to to wick and wanderers because they realize actually you know that we do have somebody very special actually who who is our manager Absolutely. Uh, we'll hear from uh, that man, Gareth Ainsworth, uh, before the uh, end of the show as well. And we'll hear from the current captain and uh, get his thoughts on Matt Bloomfield as well here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Final part of this week's Wickham Wanderers show, uh, a special featuring Matt Bloomfield. We'll hear from the manager in a few moments' time. Lots going on at Adams Park tomorrow, though, with the visit of Plymouth. Uh, new kit, limited edition. Yes, yes, a special kit uh, for Ukraine. So we are going to be playing in blue and yellow quarters tomorrow. Um, and that kit will then be auctioned off uh, as well, uh, with all proceeds going to the Ukrainian appeal. Um, also tomorrow, uh, Keith Ryan and Nathan Tyson, they're both going to be there, showing their appreciation for Matt Bloomfield um, and also John Maskell will be there as well uh, on the pitch before kickoff. Um, greeting Matt. I'm assuming basically a, a similar sort of thing to, to uh, when Bayo obviously had his uh, special game against Doncaster. I'm imagining that there'll be quite a, a large uh, guard of honour um, and that John Maskell will be the, the person presenting certificates and shirts and all of those sort of things. And the sun's going to shine as well. Uh, let's hope so. That you know, again, when you're picturing tomorrow, yes, it's definitely a sunny day, and we win three 0 More on Matt Bloomfield though from the current captain uh, Joe Jacobson, who's been speaking to Phil. To me personally, he's just been a, a great friend. Um, I remember, I think my first ever game pre-season was his testimonial against Chelsea, going back all that time. And um, you know, at the start, I didn't realise. You know, I just thought as a player, being at a club for so long, and then you start to be involved with him and, and be around the training ground with him over the years. And yeah, you can see what a special guy is and how much he deserves to have this big day. Unfortunately, I had a little part to play in, in why this day is happening now. But um, you know, it's something that we can we talk about and have a little joke about now. But you know, he's just been an incredible servant to this football club first and foremost, and um, someone who I look up to. And you know, we still we chat regularly on the phone, and, and not just at the training ground. About life and things like that, and he's someone that I'll have as a friend for for the rest of my life for sure. It just goes to show, even after 19 years as a player, you never know when it's going to come to an end as well. It's important that we mark these achievements in in, in the game for players like this, isn't it? Yeah, 100. percent He's he deserves it. You know, there's, there's probably not many players in the in the whole EFL who deserve to have a send off at one football club like like he's going to have. And um, I just hope he enjoys it. I know with him, he'll have his professional head on, and it will all be focused on tactics and and how he can help the team get three points but I want him to to take it in enjoy it I know his family will be there and things like that so I want them to kind of appreciate what what he's done for this football club and and he deserves all the the attributes and all the accolades sorry, that he can that will come his way um, and yeah I'm, I'm his biggest fan as much as anyone else and and I really want us to get the three points I know that will be his most enjoyable part of the day now he's on the coaching staff what do you miss about Blooms as the player your teammate 
Now I just feel a little bit bad taking the mick out of him. Uh, I think when he's got the MB rather than number 10 on his on his clothes, I it's more difficult to kind of have a little go at him. There's there's been times over the years that um you know, we've we've organized nights out because of him because he's had a child and he's not even turned up. So, you know, those little things I've always had a go at him, but now I've got to be a little bit more professional until we we leave the training ground, we have a little phone call and we can, you know, have a chat about things, but um just him being around the place he's always happy he's always smiling he's always leading by example and you know before I came here there was I wasn't as professional as I am now he and I do that because I've seen Blooms people like Blooms doing that so he's probably helped me add years onto my career as well which is yeah, I can only thank him for that was going to be my next question you know you're in your 30s now looking at players like Blooms uh, what is it that about his habits and his professionalism that's, that's infiltrated your game and your approach I just think that there's always more that you can do um, you always think when you're younger you'll be fine you can play you don't need to do the extra work but I think the older you get it's easier to say and, and to see from from times before that I wish I did more and I wish I did this but probably luckily for me I, I found Blooms at a good time and, and is at a time in my career where you know I've, I've been managed to kind of elongate my career a little bit more than I may have done if, if I wasn't at a club where people and, and staff and things like that were so professional so you can only look at someone like Blooms who's still as fit as anything else and if it wasn't for the injuries then, then he'd still probably be, be playing and, and be desperate to be playing so for me you know he, he just shows that you can play on for as long as, as you want to he still has that desire he still has that, that um, appetite and that hunger to, to work hard every single day he may not be doing it playing but he does it you know around the place he still manages to to lift everyone when he needs to and things like that so it's only a, a positive to have around the place he walked through the doors at Wickham Rogers in 2003 <laughs> do you remember what you were doing in 2003 that was the year I left high school actually so I wasn't that far behind him some of the boys I don't know if they were born in 2003 <laughs> but um, yeah it's a long time ago uh, and you know we always joke about when transfer windows come about and he's like right, is it first time in 20 years on, or 20 windows or 30 windows or whatever it is that he might have a phone call from his agent but it never happens and yeah it's amazing that, that in this day and age that player can stay at a club for so long and yeah it's just a, a credit to himself for, for always being you know out there to be picked for always being available for managers for always having managers who, who want to play him and like him and, and he's good around the place you know if you don't last that long under so many managers if you, you don't have all those things so it's a credit to himself and a bit like the, the Bayo Appreciation Day, are the boys <coughs> desperate to get that win on, on Good Friday for Blooms for his day? Yeah, of course. You know, we know how how big the game is, um, not just for us, but for Blooms as well. And and like B said before his game, all he wanted was three points. That will make him happier than anything else. And Blooms will be the same. Get the three points. He can enjoy the day with his family. You know that that sums up football. Whenever you have things, big milestones or or bursts or whatever it is, when you've got going on at football, if you get the three points, it makes the day a hell of a lot more special. You can hear more from Joe Jacobson speaking to Phil on Wanderers TV as well. A really fantastic insight there as well uh, from the current captain talking about a former skipper. I like the fact that they arrange events for that and then he doesn't actually turn up. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, talking of uh, events, uh, also on uh, Friday, Good Friday, you can get a uh, Matt Tomorrow. Bloomfield burger. You can, yes. Halloumi is the main ingredient, uh, as chosen by Mr Wickham himself. It's, it's, yes, it's the latest one uh, from Will the Chef, after the Bayo burger. Yes, the Hel- um, Hellfire Grill is proving extremely popular. I like the fact that Phil Catchpole's face uh, in, in both when they have been um, publicising these. 
it's exactly the same. He's got a burger face. He is has that, got a burger face, hasn't he? A sort of like, you know, slightly shocked, oh, look, this looks tasty look. So, uh, coming up, uh, a chat with Gareth. I think I, uh, there's a bit of explaining he's doing to this. Ooh, uh, bit okay. Of, bit of a setup. Right. So, earlier on in the week, I uh, came across a fan in the town. Oh, yes. I was wearing my Wicked Wanderer shirt, uh, not the one I'm wearing currently, a uh, different one. <laughs> and uh, he. He sort of stopped me and said, oh, you know, doing really well at the moment, aren't we? Playing some of the best stuff. Um, Andy from Punkarola also says something similar in the week as well. Uh, tune in to his show tomorrow with the mayor. Um, and he was saying it's playing some great football, obviously not conceding many goals, creating plenty of chances. People um, are now wondering why he's on with the mayor. But you'll have to, you'll have to listen tomorrow to find Absolutely. Out. I also like your reference about the shirt, that, that you know, in, in case I was thinking that actually you hadn't changed for a few <laughs> days. Got another shirt on today. Uh, retro shirt day, of course, tomorrow. Retro shirt well. day, yes. Pack that in. Bring, bring your old shirts. Yes, bring, <laughs> bring them. I think you're supposed to wear them. <laughs> bring them along. Like a sort of like washing line. <laughs> How many of you got? Oh, well, bring your shirts. <laughs> oh, well, this one in the 1957 Cup final against Bishop Auckland. So I was keen to find out whether um, that Gareth and the players felt the same. Okay. And that will make more sense right, for yes, a reference yes, okay. later on in the interview as well. I think we've built over the years all, uh, this uh, this reputation of uh, underdogs and and you know um, a little bit direct play um, the way we we slow games down. But I think this season we've proved people that all that was uh, sort of a, a bit of a, a snowball effect. People loving to say that about us, and actually we do play some good stuff and we're we're a good solid footballing team, you know. And, uh, and I was really pleased with the, the goal Saturday against Gillingham. I thought it was a fantastic goal. Listen, we, we, this is going down to the wire. Seventy-four points has never failed to make the playoffs in the last ten years, and we, you know, we're one point off that. So for me, we've had a successful year, definitely. But we're amongst some huge teams, some some big big sides, and and I think the the league now is showing. There's two leagues. There's there's the teams that you know, have come up or have, uh, have just had a bad start or a in a little bit of a mix-up at the moment. And then there's the teams really going for it and there's about 12 of them. They've made this points total going to be ridiculously high. They've made this sort of mini league at the top of the table. And uh, and at the bottom, you know, the, the, the team that goes down, they're going to be on a very low points total. So this is what's happened this season. And uh it's great to be at the right end of the table. Really good that Wickham are in this uh, in this battle. And uh, like I say, we've got to look where we were. But also, I'm, I've got every confidence we can, uh, you know, on our day, beat anybody in this league. And I feel like we've got a chance of making these playoffs. And that's that's a huge statement with four games to go, which I'm sure every Wickham fan would have loved to have heard back at the start of the season. Let's go for it. And it just shows how close it is, obviously, only being outside the top six on, on head-to-head with Sunderland. Yeah, uh, we were trying to work out what actually is the reason we're below Sunderland and uh, is it the head-to-head? We don't know. I, I think we uh, were, were a little bit unsure. You know, we thought it might even be in alphabetical order and that would have been a disaster. But uh, we're going to have to make sure that we finish above Sunderland then uh, at least by a goal because uh, if we finish on the same points, we don't want that that trip up to uh, up to the stadium of light to determine the season, you know. We, we were thinking, does it come down to red and yellow cards and things like that? Because I know that that's been done in the past. But um, we're hoping to outright finish in that top six and uh, and that's our aim. Um, and Friday will will be a big game towards that. How's Anis been? Because obviously he, he he came off on on Saturday. Yeah, he had a, a little knock early on and he couldn't carry on. But hopefully, we'll, we, you know, we can uh, we can get him back for this one. Uh, he's been a key player this season and uh, and he's been flying. So yeah, it'd be great to see Anis because he did so much damage down at Plymouth. It'd be great to uh, to get him involved in this game again. And have preparations been any different? Because obviously, you've got a day less uh, this week. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, we change the day off round. You know, we uh, we get the boys in uh, on, on specific days for games, and and it's been my prep through my my tenure. You know, with all the sports science and, and loading everything, we're looking at that and reviewing that for next season. But this season, uh, we've kept it as as normal, and uh, and yeah, we're really pleased with um, with where we are. Fitness-wise, you know, one or two knocks that have come probably at the wrong end of the season, but um, that's football. You've got to deal with these things, and uh, and we've got to make sure that we are we are just performing at the top level that we can perform. And uh, you know, I've got a, a real deep squad this season. I'm really pleased to say that no matter who plays, you know, I, I think we're we're going to be very competitive in, in any game. Everything seems so well set up for Friday, doesn't it? I think there'll be a massive crowd uh, at the game for, for you know, uh, at least two reasons, but uh, it, it really is a, so a fantastic, it feels like a real great time of the season as well. Yeah, um, and, you know, make no bones about this, Plymouth are a very good side. They're, uh, they're up there for a reason. They've got some some very good players, you know, and, and if I'm honest, they uh, they weren't fancy at the start of the season, but um, they've, they've got the place really, you know, in, in a... And a frenzy down there. They've got loads of fans coming. You know, I think they get, you know, well above 10 every game, uh, inside their stadium. And, uh, and they're going to be traveling well, I'm sure, because this is a big game for them as well. But, um, we've got to make sure that we, uh, you know, we do pay our dues to Matt Bloomfield because, um, somebody who stays at any club for, for that amount of time is, uh, is incredible. And, uh, and Matt's day is important without a shadow of a doubt. We wouldn't be here. Think about that. We wouldn't be, even be here with, without people like Matt Bloomfield. So he's played his part already. Um, but also the, uh, I think the enormity of the game will take care of itself with the fans, with the, you know, with the sunshine and, uh, and with everyone turning up. So yeah, really looking forward to this one. I told the guy that I spoke to in the town that I'd be speaking to. I'm not sure he believed me because he laughed, but uh, he said to tell you that that you know all, all the fans are behind you, which must be such a great. I mean, it seems such a, such a unique thing to football, doesn't it? But but you don't hear accountants saying, "Oh, it's been a busy end of the financial year," but all the spreadsheet fans are behind me. But it is so great that the, the, the town is really really back in the club and wants the club to do well. Yeah, the difference between me and the accountant is uh, he doesn't get judged twice a week. He gets judged <laughs> once a year, you know. So um, it's uh, it's slightly it's slightly different. But to have all the fans behind us is uh, is brilliant, you know. It really is, and uh, and I get told repeatedly by Wickham fans, and uh, I get I get people coming up to me saying just thanks for what you've done for the football club, and that for me is a huge a huge compliment because uh, it's not been just me; it's everyone involved, and uh, and I, I've I've assembled a fantastic team a fantastic staff team together we've assembled a fantastic squad and behind that there's all the ones down at the offices who honestly it's been tough it's been really tough at times and and there's been a lot of adversity there's been a lot of tough times and uh, and I'm I'm really happy to say that some faces been here for a long long time and you know hoisted this club to to where it now is competing for championship status which is still phenomenal you know but even when I was playing back in the day Wickham Wanderers were never regarded as a championship outfit and now we're thinking maybe maybe we could get there again which is which is brilliant so no thank you for all the support um, and if he's listening um, yeah you were speaking to me this morning and uh, yeah so uh, it's uh, it's nice to hear the support I hope to see him again it would be really nice to see him <laughs> I really was speaking to Gareth I did speak to Gareth yeah. here you are look uh, we are. We were t- hearing from obviously uh, Matt Bloomfield, and it really sort of triggered a, a kind of a what would be your favourite Matt Bloomfield moment? Favourite Matt Bloomfield moment? Um, picture Plain Moor um, back in 2014. Oh, um, that that's Torquay United game. Uh, the six minutes gone, 
um, and Matt Bloomfield um, zooms down the right um, after a defensive mix-up um, by Torquay, uh, crosses the ball for Samwood to open the scoring. Um, and arguably, if Matt Bloomfield hadn't crossed the ball, then possibly would we be still in the football league? You just don't know, do you? But yeah, that's probably that. That's number one, and also the fact, of course, that he played. Uh, he played the the first forty-five minutes in the um, playoff uh, final at Wembley. Yeah, captain um, aside there. Yeah, yeah, that's literally realising his you know, dream of getting to the championship. And and you, you just, you know, you remember again, and I know I said this to Bayo um, uh, when it was his special time, but you just just seeing Bayo, seeing Matt Bloomfield celebrating on that pitch, the fact that we've made it to, to the championship, very, very special times, very, very special players. So, so thank you very much, Matt Bloomfield, for all that you've done for Wickham Wanderers. We are all very, very grateful. And obviously it's head injuries that's ended his career, but just the fact that he always put his head in as well. Yes, that's true. He, 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 didn't, he never shied away from a challenge, did Matt Bloomfield. Oh, it's been fantastic to, to share everyone's thoughts uh, with him and uh, looking forward to the Plymouth game.